Welcome to the FFGF Podcast. We are a church located in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Our mission is to know God and to make Him known. We pray this message blesses you today. If you'd like more information about our ministry or how to partner with us, visit us at fredfulgospel.com. Thanks for listening. have a word today and uh, the first verse I'd like you to look at with me is from Isaiah chapter 43 and verse 18 and 19. I'm going to speak about verse 19 first and then go back to verse 18. Isaiah 43 verse 19. If we could have that verse up that would be great all right. All right. Praise the Lord. Let me read it to us. Can we have that up? It is up. Let's read it together. Behold, I do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? Even I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Amen. I will do a new thing, now it shall spring forth, shall ye not know it. That was a word that came to me as I was praying for this new year. And I want to proclaim and declare that I believe with all my heart that God has a new thing for every one of us. Amen. That God wants to do a new thing because God is the God of new things. I'm going to prove that to you. But I like the end of that verse 19. It says, I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Now, wilderness are dry places. Deserts are dry places. Rivers don't belong in deserts or they're they're not a desert anymore. But Jesus said that out of your innermost being shall flow rivers of living water He spoke of the Holy Spirit bringing life to us, body, soul, and spirit. We know Jesus by his spirit and by his word. I'm thankful that God wants to send a river in our lives to bring forth fullness of blessing and anointing upon us. That we not only know his word, but we know the God of the word. We walk in his presence. We walk in his spirit. And God has a new position in Christ for every one of us. Because the path of the just is as the shining light that shines more and more. So not only does that river flow, but the light of God wants to shine in your life, in my life, in a greater way. Now I mentioned at the beginning of our service before the announcements, I wanted to mention that, you know, Christmas we give new things, unless it's an antique, right? And it's really, really nice to receive new things, and by nature we just love things that are different. We've been made that way. We love different scenery. We love the seasons, don't you? Are you with me? We don't like to just go around again and again. Even God doesn't like that. Remember when God said to Moses, the people have gone around this mountain again and again. Go forward. God wanted to do something new in Israel. He wants to do something new in his church. He wants to do something new in every one of us. He doesn't want us to get used to the old. Look at verse 18. Maybe we could have that up. It says, remember ye not the former things. 
neither consider the things of old. Now we have godly blessings that we've had in the past. It's not like we should minimize them or forget them, but we shouldn't stay there. We don't stay in past blessings. You don't live in your confined revelation that you had in the past. God has a new experience for you. Something that you've never seen before. Something that eyes have not seen nor ears heard. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You didn't get it yet, but you're going to get it. I'm going to convince you of it. I'm going to show you that God is always moving forward. And you know, I think of the Old Testament figure I think we have, of the Word of God. You know, every day they gave the manna. How long did the manna last? One day. God made sure that manna rotted by the end of that day because every day they would have a fresh manna. And on Friday, God would give them two portions because he didn't want them to labor on his day. But I want to tell you, that manna, Jesus said, I am the bread of life that came down from heaven that a man may eat thereof and not die. He is the manna. And Jesus said in his prayer that he gave us, give me this day my daily bread. Yesterday's day is stale. Yesterday's bread is rotten. God has a fresh portion for today that's new, that will excite you, that will meet your need, that will make you to know him today because life changes, doesn't it? In fact, when I look in the mirror, I'm changing, Bo. Yes. Some of them I don't lie. But you know, as we age, we need Jesus. As we go to college, we need Jesus. When you graduate from college, you need Jesus. When you get married, you need a different manifestation of God's grace in your life. <laughs> Praise God. It says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature, all things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. God begins us by making all things new. He begins by giving you everything he has in Christ. And yet we find that we don't always seem to walk in everything new right away. Are you with me? I'm not speaking unbelief. I'm speaking reality. There's certain things God has done for me along the way that I didn't have at the beginning. You know, the Bible says, grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Provisionally, you have all things. It's kind of like when you brought your baby home. Do you remember when you brought your baby home? And... You remember when they handed you that beautiful child and he couldn't walk and he couldn't talk and he couldn't eat on his own at that time. But in that child was deposited everything that that child would need to grow into full maturity. Is that not so? You didn't have to stand over that child and say, now grow, grow, grow. You didn't have to say to that child, now talk, talk, talk. And you know, it just comes naturally because it's in them. 
That capacity for maturity is in them. I'd like to say in Christ. Everything Christ has for you is in you. The capacity to know him in all his glory. To be healed. To be free from the things of this world and the old life is in you. In Christ. Hallelujah. It says we are buried with him. Romans 6 chapter 4. We are buried with him. By baptism into death. Therefore, like as Christ was raised from the dead, even so we should walk in newness of life. What life is the new life? Hallelujah, it's his life. It's his victorious life. It's his overcoming power. It's his grace in your life. Hallelujah. They're not just struggling through the Christian life and I have to be better. He makes you better. And for these dear men and anyone who's suffering from disease of addiction or something from the old life, don't remember the last the reformer thing. Don't think that you have to be that your whole life. Your Jesus kicks out the old thing and he makes you new in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. How many have been delivered from stuff? Amen. How many have been healed? Your body's been healed. Oh, we've had many healings. Some don't believe in healing. Bad news. Jesus' name. God's name. Jehovah Rapha. I am the Lord that heals. And I change not. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah. Thank God we can count on him. You know what I'm thinking? This life is the most victorious life, Brother Smallman. This is the life God gave us so he could walk. We could walk in his victory. And every challenge, he has a new way of bringing you out into his glorious victory. And you become a testimony. Israel wasn't like any other nation. He, that was an example of a nation that God is in them. And you and I are examples of what God is to his people. What he wants to do in our lives. Exceeding abundant above all we can ask or think. Now, I don't have to tell you, I like amens when I preach. You guys are just going to have to make me sit down. So if I say something you like, something that lines up with Scripture, you just praise God and thank God. Because really, I'm not going to tell you anything you don't know already. But I'm just going to refresh and strengthen. Hallelujah. The goodness of who He is in your life. And maybe just encourage you, if the enemy's after you, some of the old things are sneaking back. Some bondage is still there. Something of the old life is still hanging on. B.C. is dead. That's before Christ. We're living in his glory, in his power. Thank God. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All old things. And I like that all. All is all. All things are made new. And we are to walk in newness of life. Now, I want you to turn with me to Hebrews chapter 8. Or turn it on your iPhone. Before the end of the year, I'm going to preach a sermon on my iPad. It's going to be a big event. (laughs) I'm getting ready. Amen. Right now, I just have the book. Hallelujah. Now, I told you God likes new things. And so let me read a little bit 
of this chapter with you. We're going to go through some of it expositorily, all right? We're going to start with verse 7. This is Hebrews 8, verse 7. Then we'll do 8, 9, go through the chapter. It says, for if the first covenant had been faultless, what was the first covenant? Old Testament and New Testament. Old Testament. For if the first covenant had been faultless, then should there have been no place sought for the second. So the first covenant was imperfect. Why was it imperfect? Well, that's a big Bible study. But just let's look at it this way. What is better, the prophet speaking or Jesus speaking? What is better, a blood sacrifice of an animal or the blood sacrifice of Jesus Christ? Yeah, I meant. What, who's a better high priest? Aaron, who built the golden calf, or Jesus Christ? Yeah. Amen. And so some folks like to go back. I like to appreciate what we have. They were types and shadows and they were true, but they were not the full picture. We have the full picture in Christ. And the Old Testament was fault, had fault. Look what it says in verse 8. For finding fault with them... He said, Behold, the days come when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. That new covenant is the Old Testament, which is comprised of Jew and Gentile. It's not just Gentile. The Jews are in this thing too, right? Steve, am I right? I know what I'm talking about. All right, look at verse 9. Not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers when I took them out of the hand and led them out of the land of Egypt, because they continued not in my covenant, nor regarded them, saith the Lord. And so this is not like the old covenant. The new covenant is a different covenant, folks, and you need to understand that. The same God, the same Ten Commandments, holiness is still important. The Ten Commandments are all reiterated in the New Testament. We're not talking about a completely new thing, but it's not a physical covenant now. Israel had physical borders. They had a capital city. To become a covenant child, you needed to be born in a Jewish family. Am I correct? We're not born into Christianity. We're born again by a spiritual birth. We don't have a physical Jerusalem. We have a new Jerusalem. We don't have a physical nation. We have a spiritual nation. We have a spiritual kingdom. Jesus said that. He said the kingdom is not of this world. He said this kingdom of God doesn't come by observation. The kingdom of God is within you. Jesus is the king. How long are you going to get it? He's the king. He's king. He's king of your life. And he wants to reign. And he is a victorious king. And so he gives us a picture of the new covenant. I want to show you the new thing that God has for all of us. Verse 10. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel in those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws in their mind and write them in their hearts. Now where was the law of God in the old covenant? Written on the table of stone, right? Man, wouldn't you like to see the finger of God write those Ten Commandments? Boy, that would have been mighty. That was mighty. It was a wonderful word. But 
the finger of God writing those sacred words on a table of stone doesn't change you. We needed something more than just the letter. So God in this New Testament time, he says he writes his law upon the fleshly tables of your heart. And he gives you the ability to keep his commandments. The spirit of God is his spirit. And how many know Jesus overcame sin? He overcame temptation. He was tempted in every way just like we are. But yet without sin. Now I want to tell you the sinless one is in you. You will never be sinless. But Jesus gives you power. Hallelujah. And that's our hope as a Christian. We're not defeated. We're not stuck in this bondage of flesh and sin and bondage. We have a way out into our promised land. Our Jesus has won the victory. So he writes his laws upon our hearts. And then it says here, and we shall be his people and he will be our God. Verse 11 Neither shall they teach every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord. For they all shall know me. I love that verse. They all shall know me. In the Old Testament, the only one able to go behind that veil was the high priest. Once a year, and not without blood, the blood for the people and the blood for his old sins. And yet we want to go back? I didn't trust Aaron anyway. I wouldn't even have picked him. Hallelujah. Why was there limited atonement? Because the sacrifices were limited. Blood of bulls and goats can never take away sin. They were just a picture of someone who was going to come to break the power of sin. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go through it with me now. If Jesus is hung upon the cross. And his blood is being shed. And as his blood is shed, and as he gives his sinless life, something happens in that old te temple. God kind of changes the arrangement. That veil was very sacred. Behind it was the Ark of the Covenant. No man had access to it. But the hand of God came down. Oh boy. And he grabbed it. And he opened up the way that every one of us can live in his mighty presence and power. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, why don't you just thank him? He's your God. The way is open for you. There's new things in there, I'll tell you. <laughs> you... Oh, forget religion. Forget forms. Come into the life that Jesus has purchased. Come into all that he has for you. I don't know if I can speak anymore. I'm overwhelmed with the awesomeness of this victory. Something God has done. And God wants to encourage you to possess your possessions. To come into a new place in Christ. Are you thankful for verse 12? I will be merciful 
to their unrighteousness and their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. Anybody here was a sinner? <laughs> Anybody do those things that we don't even want to say? We all had our conversation times past in the lust of our flesh to doing the lusts of the mind and of the flesh, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God! Hallelujah! Hallelujah. But God! He was the one who purchased it. He was the one who atoned for it. He is the one who lives his life in you. Thank God for the Old Testament. It was a picture. It was a shadow. It was the beginning. It was God's arrangement for then. But it was all pointing to the one that would bring a new thing and make creatures, every creature that would come to him, a new creation. That is what God came to do. And that's what he wants to do for us, each, every one of us. Amen. Now I'm just going to read one more verse and I'm going to decease. Not really. God speaking from heaven. Oh, brother. Verse 5. Revelation 21, verse 5. Look what God's rejoicing in. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. Hallelujah. You know, the world is going to be changed. We're going to have a new heavens and earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. But I believe the most important thing to God is he wants to make you and me new. In fact, Paul says, nothing avails before God but a new creature. God wants that to be fully formed in every one of our hearts. Thank God. He said, it is done. The same word he spoke on the cross, he speaks in heaven. It is done. Sin has no power over you in Jesus. Addictions are broken in Jesus. We've had men and women healed of cancer because Jesus is healer. Praise God. Katie, your hip was healed. What a mighty answer. Sister Blomberg had to have a hysterectomy but Jesus healed her amen God can do anything and all things are possible to him that believes so can I ask you will you believe tonight that he is in you and that he is more than conqueror and that he this year will do whatever your heart desires whatever his purpose and plan he can do that new thing that seems way beyond you, and it is. But it's nothing for our Jesus. Amen. It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give to him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. There's that flowing of the Holy Spirit. And I just want to remind you in heaven, in closing, and I am going to close, there's no sickness. There's no pain. There's no sorrow. For the former things are wiped away. 
and behold, God makes all things new. Praise God. Praise God. Let us just pray, huh? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, oh God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Jesus, we thank you. Glory to God. always want to give an opportunity if there's anyone here that wants to rededicate their life or maybe never has asked Jesus into their heart oh what a great privilege and opportunity to at this time to give our hearts to Jesus let's all bow our heads and if there's anyone here that's never asked Jesus into their heart or maybe have gotten away from him and not really walking close Today, the Lord would like you to say, Jesus, I want to give my life to you. I want to tell you I want to serve you all the days of my life and follow you very closely. Lord, we just pray for everyone in this place. If there's any, Lord, that want to just rededicate their lives and say, Jesus, I belong to you. Come into my heart. Forgive me for my sin and help me this new year to walk very close to you. Lord, I pray for each one, Lord, that you'll just come into our hearts. Lord, dwell within. Lord, you want to write your word upon the tables of our hearts. Lord, we thank you. We thank you. Oh, Jesus, we thank you that we do belong to you. In Jesus' name. Oh, Amen. praise the Lord. Amen. The beginning of becoming a new creature is receiving God as your Savior. How many are thankful you did that? Oh boy, I'm so thankful. How many feel they wouldn't even be alive if it wasn't for Jesus? All right, now I want to ask you a question. How many here today want a new thing? How many here, be honest with God, feel there's something that's not quite like God would want it and you want it new? Raise your hand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, let's all pray together. Jesus, make everything new in my life. Transform me, renew me. Cause me to put off the old man and put on the new man who was created in righteousness and true holiness. Set free your people today. Anything that the enemy's hanging on in our lives by, break it in Jesus' name. Any habit, any addiction, anything of the natural man, Father, I believe you are have a name above every name. Win your victory in your people. Jesus, I thank you for all you've done for each of us here today. Every victory won, the changes you've given us. And so, God, you never stop. We take today a new portion 
a new fullness, a new life in Jesus Christ. And we thank you for it. We thank you for it. It comes to me to say that some here have souls that are outside of the kingdom and they really need a touch from heaven. Let's pray right now. Lord, I thank you today that, Lord, you love the lost. And God, at this season, we think of your coming. I pray, Lord Jesus, come to every life, every heart, every family member that's outside of the fold. Bring them to Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now God's presence is filling this house. And he's touching us. Just take a moment and reverence him. Hallelujah. Heal, Lord. Touch your people. Thank you for the mirror. You know, it's a good time right now just to tell Jesus. Tell him you love him. Holy, holy, Lord God Almighty, heaven and earth is filled with your glory. Be still and know that I am God. Thank you, Jesus.